Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. Joe here. This is Robbie. And Robbie over there. We are in our studio in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, not... Notably not. ...in Las Vegas for CES. Yeah. But I, for good reason. There were a few minutes here and there this week where I felt sad Me too. about it. Oh, for I, sure. I specifically mean a few minutes. Yeah. Is about all I felt sad about. Same. But there were there were some. There's some fun stuff, and I some of it is just seeing some of the crazy stuff you know like it we didn't even make content around a lot of the crazy stuff but like no, the but samsung tv like lot, well sometimes just to be able to go see that stuff was always a highlight of ces and for yeah. me the not last year man when was that that might have been 2020 when we did we go over to the the car section and saw the uh maki yeah yeah ces has become that was, that was 2020 that was right before covid yes yeah and that was the maki COVID, obviously, you know, we didn't do anything 2021, and then 2022... We didn't go either. We didn't no, go 2021 either. 2021 was canceled. And then totally. And 2022 then, is when Omicron yes, showed back up, like, two weeks before we were getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. and we were like... Oh, we had everything, uh, and we had to kind of make a call, because it was like, we were kind of waiting to see what... So what everybody else Like, does. what happened, <laughs> and then some of the big guys pulled out, like, The Verge said they weren't going, we were like, ugh, so then it'll kind of, like... So that looks bad It looks bad if you go. If you go, and you're reporting, and everyone's like, wow, you don't care about public health, and you're just right. going to go you just, you spread, just, yeah. you you horrible person. Anywho. Uh, but yeah. the CES has become a bit of a car show, which is cool. Yeah. I love car tech. I think it's it's awesome. The new Ionic Five, which I had been driving up until yesterday, thankfully, my wife oh, yeah, and I right. that, that that time is over. Gosh, my wife and I had an issue with the vehicle, and uh, it it has been in the shop for it was almost a full month, I think. And so we had a loaner from Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai. Uh, <laughs> that was the Ionic Five. It was a 22 model, and super fun to drive. Great vehicle. Charging network would be the reason to not purchase that vehicle. Avoid it. <laughs> um, but the new one uh, has gotten a lot of uh, publicity at CES because it has wheels that can turn 45 degrees. Dang. So you can literally pull up to a parking spot, Dude. your wheels turn 45 degrees, cramp, and then you just dip. and then you just go over and then it and then they do that kind of stuff too where you can like go sideways or like spin in a circle. Yeah. Super tight wild, turning radius. Wild. Um, the most, it is a circle turning radius. You're just moving in a little circle. Um, so, like, not being able to go see some of that stuff, like, kind of kind of a bummer. But at the same time, I've I've got, you know, a, a baby that's going to be due any moment now. So, I wasn't going to attend for that reason. And then we started getting, Robbie was going to go. Robbie was going to go with his wife. We had everything booked. We had the airlines booked. We had the hotel, everything. And then we started getting some emails back from everyone who we had reached out to asking about what was going to be unveiled. Because, spoiler alert, normally we have embargoed information going into CES. Like yeah. We know we know what to go look at for. At least, like, well, now, these days, I mean, the last last trip we we did uh we knew everything that was yeah we had meetings scheduled to go see the thing that we knew we were going to report on and some of some stuff we there's even press briefings prior right. to CES. like they, they'll they'll in december like mid-december yeah. they'll have a briefing so that you know you're you know what you're getting ready to go see so you're not trying to figure it out at the show you can just have an, a true hands-on experience and, yeah. and report on it which is better it's 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 much better for us. It allows us to cover the things that we need to cover without having to run around and being like, oh, I wonder what Lenovo is going to have. Like we, we know normally going. Right. So this year we started getting emails back of people saying, yeah, we're uh, we're not going to have we're not going to have any Chromebooks this year. Yeah, no Chromebooks to show this nope, year. It's no like, Chromebooks oh, at the show this year. Another no Chromebooks this hmm. year. It's like, and it just kind of kept yeah. happening. And then there was one that was uh, at the show that we will talk about. Uh, a detachable 
but that was literally it. And some yeah. some EDU devices, but I don't even know if those were like out and about. They a lot of times these companies will do announcements as part of CES right. that are press releases that go out that are tied to CES, but they aren't like those. Some yeah, of those EDU are. devices probably aren't even there. Yeah, like HP is the one that had the EDU, the Fortis line, which they look like you know HP EDU Chromebooks. Yeah, nothing new there. Um, but they uh, HP usually doesn't even have a booth or. They don't. They don't rent a space. They, like last time, we, last year <laughs> the they were Dragonfly. They were at Pepcom, and then like they yeah. had the Dragonfly on like a a uh, plastic foldout table, basically. And we had to like go wade through all this other random stuff that is like at imagine Pepcom. going to any city that you go to if they have like a state fair or something. Uh, yeah, you go to like yes. a hotel, like ballroom C kind of deal. Yes. Um, <laughs> so there's no. Uh, no real ambiance to it whatsoever. It's just a bunch of tables. horrible yellow lighting. Yeah, just no, just nothing like attractive about it. it. Doesn't look the the images you might be thinking about for CES do not apply here. Uh, so this is this is pre CES stuff, uh, and so these companies what they'll do is they're basically just leeching on to CES. It's a big show. Well, we'll rent a ballroom that, and that do this other event. Before. We'll call it something. We'll tie it to it. You know, we'll. Um, get people to come and we'll get some manufacturers to come maybe some smaller ones maybe a couple big ones big names and it's and, and it's enough to draw a crowd and and they rent those booths out and they make their money and they move yeah. on uh pepcom is the name of this particular one and uh they're they're probably the biggest one of of all these things they, mm-hmm. they usually have some decent, decent stuff decent yeah. stuff there they'll have, they'll have a lot of uh household like r- vacuums and like yeah, random stuff uh, I mean, CES. yeah beauty stuff like just random but the uh it was cool like it was cool like running into some people there and stuff uh most of the people that like we would run into at these types of things were all there sure it. so it, the, the the system's working but it's it's like pre-ces it's like the pre-party it's like tailgating it literally it's is it's tailgating it's the tailgate before the show yeah and everyone's like oh hey nice to see you and they have random yeah. drink stations oh, set yeah. up so people are just so you're in there but but they schmoozed. do they they um they restrict you know, not just anybody. You, gotta can. Be, you have to be part of, it is part of CES in that way. Like you yeah. have to have a, you know, you have to be registered for CES. You can't yeah. just walk in. Um, so, I mean, I guess CES is like, hey, we can only, we they fill the whole, um, uh, what do you call the place? The convention center. Yeah. They fill the convention center up. So it's like, well, if they want to expand and continue doing more business, this is the way to do it. But the only two times we've seen HP there with a Chromebook, they've been at Pepcom. So it's like, uh, you know, which, if, if they brought those education devices, which I just feel like they probably would, it didn't, uh, they likely would have been at Pepcom. Um, so that's not, it's part of it. You know, like it was weird trying to cover the Dragonfly Pro last year at that thing. But it, in their mind, they're probably going, yeah, but we're going to have a press event in like three weeks dedicated for this device. So we'll put it out here and just kind of see what it does. It's a little teaser. Yeah. And so, you know, that. It wasn't even that this year. Like it was just nobody was there, and and I think a lot of that had to do with, um, you know, the the fall event we talked about in in depth uh, last week as we kind of recap the year, the fall event for Chromebook Plus. I mean, it probably changed timelines and schedules. It probably held off some people releasing Chromebooks, and it probably moved up some schedules uh, for people to release Chromebooks because uh, you got basically two Chromebook announcements uh from every manufacturer the big manufacturers asus acer hp lenovo um <laughs> yeah all in october yeah all at the same time on January. the same day you know and so that was eight new chromebook releases that it's quote unquote new um that happened on that particular time and so it's like it, it almost wouldn't make sense for a bunch of new chromebooks to also come out in in january and to be real like ces is its own worst enemy you know, like yeah. it it cannibalizes so much because there's just it's just so much stuff like to try to make news coming out of that uh i did watch a couple recaps because i just wanted to see if i'd missed anything uh in gadgets winner like they're like this is the coolest thing it's an indoor smoker from ge that is interesting pellets that is very interesting so it's got its own filtration system so that it smokes it does everything electronically app driven all that kind of stuff it's not huge it's kind of small um but it has a filtration system that deals with the smoke somehow 
which that's bonkers. That's wild. So I was like, oh, this is going to be like some smoke infusing thing. Nope, it takes pellets. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's the kind of smoking I can get into. <laughs> it's, like, it's right there in the you kitchen. You mean I don't have to go set you know, outside go, yeah. in the garage and freeze my butt off yeah, I don't at care about, 5 a.m. in the morning? I don't care about smoking meat nearly <laughs> that much. Just don't care. I like eating I've it. done it a few times, and it's just not my thing. I, yeah, I thought I had to get into it being like a you know middle-aged uh, white guy. And so I was just like, I, I think I have to get into smoking like it. meat. I, I got to love I got like bourbon. I already did that. Crap yeah. beer. I had that phase already. Yeah. I, I got a I got a Tacoma truck, and now I got to start smoking meat. I feel like I got bourbon and golf. I'm that's all <laughs> yeah, I'm golf. doing. Golf's the other one too, for sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. That is interesting, golf. though. I'm not wow. gonna punch my in, man card in any other ways. Indoor smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there are some other things, obviously. But it's like some of that stuff. It'd be cool to have seen. But yeah. It, but for us, I mean, we have to justify this from a content standpoint like we we yeah can we, we go make content out of this we stuff? normally no. we normally go to ces and make a handful or more videos like we we yeah we create quite a bit of content because there's there's stuff getting announced well those announcements all got out of whack or they came earlier because of chromebook plus and so there just wasn't a lot this year and i, I don't want anybody to look at coverage and and think oh well there were there were no Chromebooks announced at CES. Chromebooks are dead. Yeah, that is not, not the case. Like Chromebook case. Plus is, we've talked about it a million times. Chromebook Plus is here. It is a. It is the next like, big phase, next generation of Chromebooks that that are coming. And and there there are still plenty of. We are still tracking lots of Chromebooks getting yeah and, developed. It's not like the lack of CES announcements are, are representative of the market right now. Yeah, this is actually an evolution in a, in a better um, direction. So think about it this way. Um, there was one point where Samsung would unveil the latest Galaxy S phone at CES. That happened. Uh, one of my favorite phones of all time, the Palm Pre, was unveiled at CES. It was a place... Um, this is back before smartphones were a big enough commodity in and of themselves to to um, legitimize an event, and, and so like CES the, was a place for them to, people to have those events. And the Even whole the like, company's biggest Samsung, yeah. And the whole like ind- or the whole like um, not independent, but like uh, standalone keynotes weren't even really like. I mean, Apple kind of pioneered a lot of the the whole like like we're gonna have big an event. keynote event our event and that's it. yeah like that's those didn't yeah. even really exist so so ces was the place for that yeah and then yeah mwc and uh what's one that happens in the fall um uh mwc is what i'm is what in, i got coming spring uh gosh dang it i can't think of the name of it uh anyway we um, don't yeah but you know th- those types of events are they're always going to have manufacturers and people who have announcements that are clearly aren't big enough to make a huge thing about but like i look at asus asus makes some pretty big announcements every year at ces still um asus could almost hold their own event acer does or did well they do they're all virtual now i don't don't know if they'll go back to physical events now i think they've figured out like "Mm, this This is is a lot cheaper yeah this is more down our alley (laughs) um i do miss going to new york for acer events yeah Um, those were fun but you know the uh Acer does their own events, um, and I think you get eventually Asus might too. Uh, but what's happening? What what happened with Chromebook Plus? I think might be the future of bigger Chromebook announcements or more consumer focused Chromebook announcements. Um, we might run into a spot where one or two times a year we get this kind of push of Chromebooks, and that's it for a little while. Um, which doesn't bother me at all, especially if they have, you know, standalone events for them. You know, like we've talked so much about the event in, in October, but, you know, we got to go to that and it was the first time we got to go to the full blown thing where it was all about Chromebooks and not Chromebooks tacked onto something yeah. else. And, and it worked and it did really well and it was, you know, well attended and all that kind of stuff. And so if you can do that, if you can pull off that kind of event without having to fight the madness thousands of. <laughs> and thousands <laughs> yeah. of other little tidbit pieces of news at the exact same time. Like that's the other thing. It's like just everyone's drinking through a fire hose, not just the people that are there covering stuff like consumers, like people that are reading tech news are also just it's, like, oh, what? Ugh. there's a, I'm going to read something here. Like it's, there's just so much stuff coming out of CES 
and it's cool. Don't get me wrong. And it was a long time dream to get to go to that. And I would like to still just go to be able to go. Um, but you know, we got to substantiate that stuff on right. a budget. With, you know, yeah, we got to we got to create the content around that. And and for us this year, it just wasn't there. It it's funny. We've we've talked a little bit about this. Like CES has become a a bit more of just a networking event like for oh, yeah. for for us to uh see other you know creators and, and folks in the industry but then but then also just to, to have in-person meetings with these reps that we talk with all year you know so being yep. able to actually go and sit down and talk with yep. you know lenovo and talk with asus and you know these people that we're literally emailing all the time so that that's part of it and and we would love to continue doing that but this year it just didn't really make sense but you know, again, I don't think that the lack of announcements are indicative of the the Chromebook uh, market right now. And 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 I 100% agree. I think if there's a if there's a world where we have a Chromebook event in October from Google, and there's some big announcements that come out of that, and then we maybe have a few other, uh, you know, dedicated events or, or announcements, that's so much better. It is, and it's so it's much better. better. It's better for everyone. It's better. It's just it's better all around. Yeah. Um, and. And again, it could mean I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, it could, but it could mean the end of our kind of yearly trips to Vegas. Which, Maybe you know, that's just one of those it's, nostalgic it's a, things. It's like, it, oh, man, oh, remember well. that? It's a. It is a. It is a madhouse. Like I, it's there's wild. no other way that I can think to describe it. It is a. It is a madhouse. The the show floor. Uh, I get a bit claustrophobic in like. Even even and like Ubers. a bigger space like that, yeah, Ubers for sure. <laughs> There's uh, one time that gosh. one Google event. I remember you. Jeez, freaked out I a little was, bit. I was yeah on the way to the event. Not fun. That was not. I got good, there and the event was in a cracker box. That was not was a like, good. Let's that continue was a, the Uber not ride. Not a good day for in Joe. A tiny tiny little space. Thank think, you, Google, for renting the yeah, smallest pre- possible space to announce Pixel devices. Appreciate Goodness it. Gracious. So silly, but um. But you know it, it. It. There's just so many people, and it is a. It's a rush to like get from here and get to there, and we're trying to film this. And well, the audio is terrible here. This is a su- super loud room, and like the last year, we kind of got in a good, a better groove of just like, look, it's CES. We're just gonna capture whatever we capture. We use a, a lapel. Yeah, but we did a lapel mic last but year. But still, which like you know, we want we want stuff to be good. So like, I remember the uh, the Acer when we were trying to film in that hallway. Uh, Cause remember we walked into oh no we ended up sitting on that couch remember they had those couches oh, God, yeah. and they had that big like room we didn't go into that room they took us around to this other room well then we came back to try yeah, to film you and just it's can't just like, get away from people yeah and so it is it's craziness because yeah, we did the HP the face on part for the HP video back there where they're like serving us the food yep <laughs> yep yeah and it's just like that I don't know back when you're first getting started it's like hey you do what you got to do we're gonna just whatever. And eventually, you, you go to better events and things that are better planned, and it's like, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, this is geared towards people creating. Like, the whole point of these events is to get the news out about the thing. Right. Whatever the thing is. So and What is it, the best way to do that? What right. is the most efficient so way to do that? 180,000 people into one <laughs> yeah. city for one purpose Gosh. Like, is it not is. the best way to do that because there's just people everywhere. Yeah. There's nowhere and to get away from the noise and the, the chaos. I, can, and, I, could see us, I could see us going to CES next year and having our big main you know manufacturer meeting scheduled we have a few uh partner meetings scheduled um you know try to catch up with you know folks from from google or whoever else is there and we go home yeah <laughs> you know a, it's like so maybe a two-day thing yeah it's like they, a two-day thing yeah, yeah. and it's not this but this it's still wildly expensive it That's is the problem mm-hmm. with ces is, it is you know vegas is full so those hotels and they, can charge whatever they want. And the and hotels, one hundred percent, no. To make it to make it uh, very clear, so my wife and I were supposed to go on this trip, and she hasn't been to Vegas since she was like in high school or something. So it's completely different. And so I, you know, come home every year and tell her all these stories about Las Vegas and all this stuff, and and I've got all these things and all these little things that we've started doing each year we go. And uh, and she was so she was a little bummed, and I was like, I was kind of bummed. Like I thought it would be a fun trip for us, you know. Like I was going to have to work a lot, but. It still would have been cool. So this trip that would have cost, I don't know, um, it was going to be a few thousand bucks. At least, total. I would say with food and travel and everything, it, it was going to be over two grand. Yeah. I mean, we had some points on the airlines that we could have leveraged, mm-hmm. but really talking real money, I mean, to go and cover nothing for us, um, that's why we didn't do it. 
So I, <laughs> I was like, hmm, it's our 15 year wedding anniversary next month. Uh, thanks for the congratulations. Thank you. Uh, everybody out there listening, I'm sure you're all wanting to congratulate me. I hear you. you I everyone it. is pl- applauding right I, now. They are. Uh, hold on, let me listen. Thank you. Yay. 15 years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, quite the accomplishment. It, it is amazing. It is. Congratulations. Um, love my wife, and it's uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like 15 years. Uh, anyway, um, and so I was like, well, what? If, why don't we look and see if we could maybe still go? Let's let's go look. So I went and looked started scheduling uh airline stuff hotel staying right on the strip um we're gonna go out there the week of our anniversary in february uh from a sunday through thursday taxes baggage airline hotel all included for 570 bucks (laughs) probably what it would have cost us to stay out there for one day uh, during CES mm-hmm. and we're going to be out there yeah. for four days. Uh, I was looking forward to that, but it just highlights the fact that like Vegas knows that they've got everybody, you know, by the, the short and curlies and yeah. it, what, what are you going to do? Like it, to go out there, even for a couple days, it's going to cost so much money, you know? And so it's like, you have to weigh that kind of stuff when you're a small business like we yeah. are. And like, is that really worth, is it's it really like, worth going out there to do that? We, like, when we get to go to stuff with, you know, that, that Google does, like when we went to the thing up in New York, we got to spend like really great quality, quality time. time with the people that are completely aligned with what we do. And that is that is not to throw shade at, at the reps that we work with, with any of the manufacturers. But if it's a mix between that or getting to spend time with the Chrome OS team, like the top end people of the Chrome OS team. Of course, it makes more sense for us from a content standpoint to spend time with those folks. And, and so, resources and, and bandwidth and everything on that. Yeah. Like, that's what we need and to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, as sad as it is yeah. to think about a, a future where there is no CES, it's also like, I, and, and could just be the way it is. And, it maybe, it. and maybe there's a scenario where your big stuff, and, and maybe there is another uh, Google event, or, or there's a few k- kind of keynote events, those all happen that are the main big kind of Chromebook stuff, but then CES still has some of these smaller announcements, and it's worth yeah. it for us. Or maybe some cutting edge stuff, or some some innovative stuff that we go check out. Yeah, that is, sure. you know, maybe not super consumer focused. It's it's maybe, you know, I would I would I would love to see Lenovo or ASUS or somebody take some of these dual screen uh, oh, PCs that they've done and put Chrome OS on. It's like stuff like that that maybe isn't isn't something that's going to show up at Best Buy, but it's still something cool and innovative. That's what CES could become. For us, the past, you know, five, how many years have we gone? We Did we start going in... 2017 was our seven, first one. Oh my gosh, that's wild. So we went 17, that's 18, crazy. 19, 20, skip, oh, then 22, 23. So we've been six times. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it was that many. That's crazy. But in, you know, when we first started getting into it, like Chromebooks were that like little side thing, like the, the Samsung that we got to go see, that was actually the only Chromebook that was on a big stage at CES that we've seen. And it was the oh, first yeah. one. And it probably will. And it will probably be the only one. Be the only one ever. Yeah. Like I did. The, the fact Samsung that, that still doesn't make any Chromebook sense to me. Plus. The we original were just like, Chromebook Plus. This is normal. Yeah. This is, this this is, is what, what should be happening. This is what happens at CES. And we barely even made it to the show. We didn't <laughs> even know that was even happening until probably an hour before. We, we were rolled like, oh, up. wait, what? Samsung's doing it. I get, yeah, let's go over oh, there. We didn't even know. We were like, do we go? Can we get in? Yeah. We were like, I think we can get in. Let's just go. We no have idea. press badges. and But but outside of that, normally Chromebooks were kind of that side table type situation. You know, the, the in 22 when we went, there were some, some more prominent Chromebooks getting displayed. But, you know, as Chromebooks have matured a little bit, maybe they'll get their own keynotes. And then CES can become the innovative thing. So we'll maybe. see. Yeah, I think I don't know. probably for the next few years we... In my mind, we may not be there. Right, which is fine, which is fine. So, uh, but as I hinted at earlier, there were at least a few announcements there uh, that if you've been paying attention over on our YouTube channel, you've seen us cover these because the fine folks over at Asus were kind enough to get us these devices outside of the show because they are awesome and we appreciate them greatly. So they, uh, they sent us over, I think we already talked about the expert book. That would, did we talk about the Asperger Labs? 
Have we talked about that on the podcast? Last, last we week ended up doing the year in review. review. I want to say maybe the week before we did. Okay. Let me Dang. see. Let me see. Let me I don't see. know, man. Pull up the podcast. That's how you know you make a lot of content. I can't really remember. Uh, well, and now we've got golf content on top of that, so my brain is <laughs> spent. I am I am at contented. capacity. I'm contented out. <laughs> I, am, I am at like capacity over stressed. here. I think we did. I feel like I remember making the thumbnail. Oh, so the episode before. Wow. Affordable Chromebooks. Interesting. Um, All right. Well, that makes sense because we put out the we put out the X. Ex- book um we got it like mid-december mm-hmm. i'm looking at i'm looking at youtube real quick uh so we put out we did talk about it yeah we talked at length about it but that was when it got launched we haven't talked about it since we had it mm. okay we'll we'll do yeah. a kind of quick just you know since you now have it in hand uh some of your thoughts but then also there is a new cm30 detachable from asus so a new uh, a new Chrome OS tablet that is part of CES that got announced. And uh, that's it. Those are the two. There you go. There's CES <laughs> 2024. Uh, There's a few other I'm cool not, things that got announced that we'll talk through as well, but they aren't Chrome OS related. I'm not 100% sure that... The expert uh, book was even... Well, yeah, which ones are actually there? Yeah. It's strange. It sounds... box doesn't show up to CES, and uh, there's not a whole lot of Chromebook coverage yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Unfortunately, like that wasn't like the point. It was like we were trying to prove something, um, but I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of coverage. Trust me, if there would have been a uh, plenty of people were talking about the Dragonfly Pro last year, yeah. other than us. So 100%. like, if there were big announcements, uh, someone else, I, you know, I was checking those things obviously because my fear was we were told this, that, and the other. Sometimes left hand doesn't talk to the right, and up shows new stuff at CES that wasn't supposed to be there. Yep. There's been many times we've oh, done yeah. we've done videos on stuff that they didn't even know was going to show up. Right. And um, then we get there and they're like, "Hey, do you want to see this?" And we're like, "What? What, what is I, that?" I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but I, from what I understand, yeah, I um sorry, I'm letting my wife know that we're podcasting. Um she's coming by to get the dog, so Got to make sure. Honey's been very quiet today. Thank you, honey. Honey is in don't, here, though. Don't look at her. I know. Don't I'm not going to pay attention to her because she'll get all excited. If you make eye contact, she will get excited. Um, So, yeah, the the expert book, CX-54 Chromebook Plus. Um, I wrote something about that this week, too, that, that got a little bit of traction. So, I guess it's good for us to talk about that real quick. Um, Again, I'm not completely sure because <laughs> I, I, I saw some stuff about written about the the detachable but it wasn't clear whether or not they had it there i did not see any hands-on okay so i have not seen a single hands-on so i think they just held the embargo as kind of like hey we're releasing this with as CES part of CES. yes yes i think that's what um, happened so i don't think it was there so we probably are the only people that have a video out on that too um but the the expert book um it, it's no different than when it was announced you know, it's not like, oh, well, now we know a bunch more stuff about it. But when it was announced, the um, the landing page only had information for the global market. Mm-hmm. Um, the You clicked over to the U.S. page, and there was nothing there. Now that page uh, is filled out, and it happens to be the exact same specs as the one that we have. So when we got this one in, I thought, well, maybe the only one they had was kind of the lowest end spec, and that's what they had to send us. So, like, I don't care what you send us. I just... We just wanted to get it in yeah, the office. we want to make some content about it. Um, and that spec is a non-touch quad HD screen, 500-nit screen that looks excellent, uh, super tiny bezels, the awesome build quality that I think will come with any version of this device that comes out, uh, fingerprint scanner, backlit keyboard. Um, but internally, you've only got uh, 8 gigs, I say only, you got 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. It's enough, but and it's, it's kind of like hmm. uh, Core Ultra Five uh, 125U. Um, and I've talked a bit about these processors and like how I don't know which one goes with which, but I'm, I'm feeling more and more convinced that the Core Ultra Five. I think there's just going to be a Core Five or Core, Core Ultra Seven. There might be a nine that I I don't know. I need to do more research on this. Um, but I get the feeling that the five is kind of the entry level mobile processor. That five one twenty five U is low end, the, which would align it with a Core i three. 
Um, I feel like the Core i3 over the years got kind of a bad rap as a like a super budget processor. The Core i3, the 12th gen Core i3, make no mistake, that thing's a monster. Um, and so now you're looking at a device that's basically kind of got the lowest end core processor, core ultra processor in it. It's got 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. And it's like, hmm. What's the deal what's here? Up, what's up with this? <laughs> and it- that's the only one on the U.S. landing page. Right. It's not like it says, like the other landing page says, up to this, up to that, up to this. This one says, it is this, period. And it's and it's Chromebook Plus. I mean, it's branded Chromebook Plus. And, and, it, and it meets the spec. And it meets the spec. Uh, and it's like. It's got an 8 megapixel front-facing camera on it. Um, but the 8128, it's like. Hmm, that's interesting, specifically because that's the the bottom line for Chromebook Plus. And so it's like, okay, so you shot for the bottom on the internals here. So what's that mean? And as I looked at it, I wrote this post and was kind of comparing stuff. So the the most direct comparison I can think is to put it up against the Acer Spin 714. Specifically, the one that's at Best Buy has a, a 13th Gen Core i5, 8 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of NVMe storage. Um, it has a touchscreen with pen input. It's convertible. Um, I don't think that's the only. It doesn't have fingerprints. That scanner. one doesn't. The thousand yeah. dollar one the big, does. Big boy does. So yeah. that that's worth bringing up too because that's that helps drive this point home a little bit. So go up to a thousand dollars. I think they're going to eventually put this one at Best Buy, but nine ninety nine upgrades you to an i seven, still eight gigs of RAM, which I so hate I don't that. I don't love that. Hate that. Yeah. Uh, Two fifty six. I think it's say 256. Add a fingerprint scanner, add a stowable USI pin, add quad HD uh, on the screen. And both of those Beautiful. are 350 to 400 net. Incredible great screen. Incredible great screen. build quality. So it's a convertible that still has a one finger lift and the hinge. Like the 714's legit. Like you pick it up and it's like, yeah, this is nice. Like it's a little industrial for my taste. Like, you know, like I, I think the expert book's a little, a little nicer. Uh, it's got a little bit more of a modern look. Like I don't know what it is about. It's just got that, a vibe. To yeah, it, that you know? that that Acer design that they've kind of been. And I didn't like it in the CX nine. Like yeah. there's something about it that felt like a like a what's the bomber plane? Mm-hmm. The one that's like the V shape. It's very angular. It kind of had that kind of look and feel to it. Uh, didn't I didn't care for the CX nine at all. Yeah. In the hand, I love the Expert Book. Uh, I like picking it up. Um, that's not to take anything away from something like the Dragonfly Pro. But my point is, in my mind, initially I put it against the Dragonfly Pro. It's like that's what it's going to be. I don't think the one that we have, I don't think, is going to be that price. I really don't. I think there's very good reason, very good reason to believe that that device could come to consumer channels for six ninety nine. And I know that's a that seems crazy. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, this is a top tier, like high end Chromebook. In its top spec, absolutely. In its top spec, it's going to be fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. I guarantee it. When you get a half a terabyte, 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 a ter- terabyte. What is, what is darn there? Terabyte. terabyte. How many terabyte? Ter- terabytes. Pterodactyls. How many terabyte that, that their Chromebook got? Um, <laughs> so yeah, you get a half terabyte. You get sixteen. I think is what it caps on. Uh, sixteen gigs of RAM. The Core Ultra Seven Dash whatever something. big processor. Quad HD touchscreen uh, with, I would assume, probably USI support. Um, you do all of that, I think that device goes up to that twelve, thirteen hundred dollars probably. But this one with the lower end processor, and I don't mean it's slow at all. It's not even close to slow. Um, it's still super fast. Um, core Core Ultra Five, Core Five, Core Ultra Five, Ultra Five. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a while. It's an, We've been doing Core i5 and Core i3 for a long, to, long time. Easy to say. Core you know, i. Core i. We nope, say, we say the generation I. for a reason. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about 13th gen. I mean, 13 years we've been doing this. Yep. Now you want to swap it. Anyway. Um, and yeah, I'm not get, even quite like I, I guess I kind of get. Sorry, I'm not. We're not Apple. trying to go off. It's Apple. It, 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 I was about to it's say. Apple. I think it's 100% because of Apple. Apple's got Ultra. We need Ultra. We need Ultra. People think that our chips aren't as good because it's not Ultra. We need Ultra. This is an Ultra chip. This one's Pro. This one's Max. This is Ultra. They're not doing any of those. They just all, everything's Ultra. All of the chips, even this. <laughs> hey guys, when everything's Ultra, nothing's Ultra. That's right. What when is Pro anymore? Pro, when everything's Pro, nothing's Pro. Um, sorry. 
Anywho, not going to get into yeah, that let's rant. Not, let's not but go there. Think about it. Entry level processor, uh, eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, no touchscreen. All of a sudden, you start going like, uh, "What about this Chromebook? What about it would give it a nine hundred dollar or one thousand dollar price tag?" Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Oh well, it's a quite incredible screen. build so quality, but that's the, the, that's its only superlative. Yeah, the five sixteen GE has a has a quad HD one hundred twenty hertz by the way screen that gets three hundred. It's rated three sixty. It probably is a four hundred nit screen. Mm-hmm. So that's and it's a six fifty all day every day, down to four fifty a lot of times, down to five hundred a lot of times. What yeah. what else? There there is nothing else. There's nothing else about that Chromebook, about the expert book that could come in that kind of price tag. Just nothing. Like, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's not convertible. It's not touchscreen. It doesn't have crazy internals. The I'm gonna only be, superlative. The only one. It's got an eight megapixel webcam on it. That is, yeah, but I, it's still a Chromebook camera, right? So, <laughs> and it didn't like ours is obviously pre-production. I couldn't get the camera to work. Um, I need to check and see if it's got an update because it's got like a special developer build on it. Even like so, hopefully maybe they fix that. But um, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, hmm. I, a, I think this thing could show up at Best Buy, and B, I think it could be right there at the top end because like i had a, a post even queued up like what the expert book means like for stretching chromebook plus to its limits kind of thing and i'm like this, this i don't spec, think it's going to this spec's going to put it at the top of chromebook it, plus it, yeah, yeah it'll be the nicest branded chromebook plus you can buy but i think the argument still goes that the the 714 gives you more it's more if it even if it's priced the same i think you could argue that you're getting more for your money with the spin 714. And so the minute I started thinking in that way, I'm like, there's no way this thing shows up at $900. It's going to uh, take a fail. it back off the shelf. Yeah, that'd like, be a fail. No, don't do that. That's completely worthless. Don't do that. That, that. Just leave it at a high spec. But again, when I say all those things, I'm like, clearly the U S is prepping this spec to put somewhere. They're going to sell it. So wouldn't you have know. put it on a landing page. Wouldn't have sent right. us this one. Right. They wouldn't even bother making the spec if they were like, nope, we're we're going enterprise only. We're going, you know, big big budgets and all that kind of stuff. It'd be like the CX nine. It's you know, you'll never see a low end SKU and it sells Doesn't matter. in enterprise yeah, they, channels and they just yeah, do they, its own thing. That's clearly not what's gonna happen with this one. So I'm super interested to see it'll probably be the spring for before we see it really launch, but I think it could come in at a much more attractive price tag than we initially thought which yeah, is really cool which is which about. is exciting yeah, yeah which is exciting so yeah stay tuned for that one go check out our unboxing if hp is not going to bring their dragonfly out you know i think i think the chromebook plus community deserves some options um you know it's a shame that devices as good as the spin 713 or 714 can't just get the rebrand like and it maybe should they be will include, like down the road i, just I think don't they'll wait till the next one that comes out mm-hmm. but i'm like it's such a great device. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously Chromebook plus through and through. Yeah. Like it, it gets all the stuff, <laughs> but, if but it's you, not branded. But so. if you listen to us, you know, you know, I don't know. There's some good ones out there that ain't, ain't Chromebook plus. There are, but I mean so. the, the, the Asus definitely would put itself at the top, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. of the oh, branded yeah. ones. It mm-hmm. would, even though it's, for, it's not the right Chromebook for everybody. I mean, if you're looking for pen input, you're looking for convertible stuff. You want to do Android apps and touchscreen and it doesn't do any of those things. And so it's not, it's not like all in all the best Chromebook you can buy um, until you get to the higher end specs that mm-hmm. I, I just don't think are going to make it to the yeah. consumer channel. So yeah, it's so, going to be interesting. So what about this tablet? We we also have it in the office. We've done an unboxing on that as well. Uh, I haven't really. I don't think I've even. I, other than taking the thumbnail, I don't think I've touched it. Well, uh, if you watch the video, you'll hear Robbie talk about uh, our multiple tries at filming this mm-hmm. this video so i think i just by the time we got it captured i was like no just get it away just from put me. it in the box and send get it, it away back. from me i don't want it i don't <laughs> want it around me put it in the studio i don't even want it out here i want to look at it uh yeah it took us three times to capture <laughs> for various technical yeah, difficulties it was, but uh not good but yeah Sorry. um the detachable is a good upgrade versus their first one um until we know, we know pricing is a very curious move uh, for Asus at this point. Mainly because the chip inside, the the new Companio 520, it is an upgrade over the 500, 
which is the original one that was in the duet. Uh, for sure, it's an upgrade over that, but it's still you still feel it being a little slow. Um, we talked about this chip last year. We saw it at uh, in that Asus convertible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran into it at the MediaTek booth, um, and you know we've done a whole video on that that device already. And like it's not fast. Like the Slim Three has got the same chip in it. We talk about the Slim Three all the time. The Slim Three is one hundred and fifty bucks when we tell people to go get it. One hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. For it's, that, it's like, hey, it's yeah, a little it's, slow. Get over it. But you it's know? it's it's for you know one or two, three three task type things. Yeah, stick with two. Two. All right. I mean, let's not throw three out there. Yeah, Sorry. Hey, it, it, you have it on, which is a task. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a tablet. I mean, it's you know, if yeah. you think about it, an actual tablet, yeah, you're, you're holding gonna, your hands. You're not going to try to cram yeah. multiple windows in it. You just like, it, it can do get, your one thing and move on to the next thing. You can you can you can uh, be on social media. You can watch some content on it. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and for those tasks, it's uh, it's fine. You know, it's it's got a 400 nit screen on it, uh, but the the backlighting on it's interesting. Yeah, the backlighting can, you, behaves like the Dragonfly Pro does. You can so. see it in the video for sure. Yeah, it's like it's all it's like very unidirectional. Like it it comes at a very perpendicular angle away from the screen, and you turn away from that 10 degrees, and you see a massive drop off in brightness. Now you don't lose. Uh, you don't lose colors. You don't. There's not a lot of color shifting, which is good. Um, that was that's an old Chromebook thing that I feel like's almost gone. You know these TN panels where it's like this has nothing to do with backlight. Like the colors don't look right. <laughs> you, like you turn it, and it looks grayscale. It's, yeah, it's inverted colors like off angle. Like it's not. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about this just drop off a pretty dramatic drop off in brightness, uh, perceived brightness when you're looking at it, which gives it. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest. It just gives it a little bit of a cheap feeling to me. Like that feels like a that feels like a cheap panel. When I see a panel that does that, I just I, I immediately think that's that's cheap. Yeah. Um. And and that's fine. All of it's fine as long as you know. Ultimately, the no. Nope, <laughs> I, I think Honey's Honey's Chariot has arrived. Honey's Chariot has arrived. Um. You know, I think <laughs> I think all that stuff's fine as long as you know. At the end of the day, the um. The price for this thing's low. Mm-hmm. They show up and it's four hundred dollars. I mean, <laughs> my wife. I don't think she's ever walked in on us podcasting. Before. I think this is a first. I know. You're welcome. You're, you're un. Uh, you're a guest now. Unofficially on the Chromecast podcast. We've already talked about you <laughs> once on the show. Actually, I today. I talk, talk this about is our your trip. second. This our is Vegas your second uh, appearance in the podcast today. Technically. All right, she's leaving. Hello she's and not goodbye. Say anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so if it shows up and it's super cheap, have a cheap panel. That's okay. Like yeah, I, yeah. it's not the best, but that that's not a huge deal. It's got a great like the cover on it and stuff. They did a great job on the the last year's version or two years ago whenever it came <laughs> Had out. The silly sucked bad multi bend back panel that was yeah. if you set it on the desk, it's all floppy and weird. You want to you want to stand your tablet oh up in portrait? Gosh, Everybody why? goes no. no. Why would well, I? You can. Why would I if want, you want to? Do to that? Uh, nobody wants to do that. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it was they, so added, they added eight uh, gigs of RAM, like the base configurations, eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. So it's like, those are great. Um, the back panel uh, feels kind of like Lenovo's duets. It's thin. It's good magnets. Nice hinge. It's got this really cool texture to it. It's like a... It's like a, it's like a, uh, what's the fake leather stuff called? The PU leather. Yeah, it kind of almost. Kind of that, real soft though. Mm-hmm. Um, and this light gray color that goes kind of really nicely with the, the aluminum chassis, which kind of looks like a Surface Pro, small Surface Pro, um, kind of angular, uh, hexagonal looking thing. All that's great. Mm-hmm. All that's really great. The, the screen's a little off-putting. Um, but for the price, the, I mean, if the, if the thing, if again, this thing comes in cheap, it's like, oh, right. okay. If we can say, well, for the price though, you know, that's great. If it shows up at four hundred dollars, I why 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 would anyone buy it? Like a duet, and they've done that. That's what they did with the C CM three. It was like four hundred dollars, and I was like, what? <laughs> In what world is someone going to buy this over the duet? Like the duet three is still fantastic. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, this thing basically copies most of what Lenovo gets right in that device, um, almost all of it, and. As good as the keyboard, the keyboard's good, and the trackpad's good, and all that stuff. But if if it's priced at or above what the Duet Three is, it's dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. It's done, uh, which is unfortunate. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping they've learned 
if they're going to release it in consumer channels, learn your lesson, realize that, I'm sorry, that the Duet 3 and Duet 5 run laps around this thing as far as performance. Like, I can actually get some work done and not think too hard about it. Yeah, that, that Snapdragon 7... Is 7C it the, Gen 2. 7C Gen 2. Rest in peace, Snapdragon 7C Gen 3. Uh, that that, that would have made... If anybody's listening That would have made great, great Chromebooks. Just... just just whole project got put on ice unfortunately just but maybe bring it back yeah right now qualcomm and, and google and chromebooks just not not really a thing which i don't i don't understand at all feels like their whole thing of wanting to get into computing chrome no, no, no. lines they, up directly no, no, no. with they, what they, they're trying they to want do. to do always connected pcs okay robbie it's different that was last year it's different <laughs> now it's just compute yeah it's just compute now we're just we compute things well everything anyway everything's compute uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I do think uh, Qualcomm needs to get back on that train, and at, at some point they probably will. But for right now, I just it's not in the books. Um, or not in the cards. In the books, it's finished. In the books. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true, it's too. In, it's not in the books. It's not in the books. The story's not over. Right. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but right now, there's just nothing going on with Qualcomm. But even then, the, the Gen 2, until the MediaTek MT8188 comes out, these will be the best tablets. The Duet 3 and the Duet 5 are the best tablets. Uh, Lenovo was running for a month, was running a deal on the Duet 3 with 8 gigs of RAM, which is the one, if you're going to get one, that's get the one that you should have gotten uh, for 280 I think is what it cost. That's just from Len- That was the bonkers. one from Lenovo? Yeah, you had yeah. to get it from Lenovo, but it, mm-hmm. that's bonkers. That's a, that, that puts it on, on par with the Duet 5 as far as performance, and it's so much more like handy as a little tablet mm-hmm. if that's yep. what you're looking for. Right. Um, but both of those devices make the CM30 make no sense whatsoever in the market unless it's super cheap. So um, what is the retail? I think retail on the Duet 3 is 379 369 something like that. This retail with 4 gigs of RAM. Mm-hmm. I think it's 379 Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the, the CM30, if it shows up above 279 go home. Because the Duet 3 is on sale for that all the time. It just it wouldn't make sense. There's no reason. The Duet 3 has a better screen, comparable everything else, and a much faster processor. So even with 4 gigs of RAM, it's still going to run laps around you think the, they the could, CM30. Could they pull the the, the uh, standard Chromebook trick and uh, put it out at MSRP? Of yeah, two, yeah. If the two, MSRP you know, comes out 350, at 350 but, then but they know they're going to keep the thing on always sale. Always on sale. Yeah, um, I think that's probably... I think it's sale price, though. The sale price then has to get down to... Low two hundreds. Yeah, I was on a I, constant I would say basis. under two fifty. Yeah, yeah and under two fifty. And here's the thing: if you get a tablet with a detachable keyboard and a nice, nice bright, a bright screen mm-hmm. for around two hundred dollars, that a, a completely different story. Like price informs those things. Like that all of a sudden becomes a thing. It's like, oh yeah, go get that. You know, you'll like it. You'll you'll enjoy it. Just know what you're getting into as far as performance, and it'll be fine. Um, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it shakes out with that. When, so, I mean, Asus has got some interesting, uh, yeah, choices to make. Yeah, we, we're we're curious to to see how the the pricing lines up on both of these devices. Uh, do we have any information from no them? Yeah, I don't no think price, they, no timeline. Uh, um, I think the CM30 is probably way closer to release than the expert, expert book. book. Yeah, I, would, I feel like the expert book's probably still. We're probably still a month out, yeah. month and a half out. I would, I, if I'm guessing, and I am guessing, I'm, I promise you, I'm not telling you anything that I've read in an email and I'm not supposed to say. If I'm guessing, um, March would be what I would think. Um, you know, we're expecting, in the next couple of months, we're expecting some pretty big uh, updates to Chrome OS as well, so it could align pretty nicely with that. Right. Both these devices. Well, not, not the CM30. Some Chromebook Plus stuff. Um, that's... But just at least when we expect or hope to start seeing some of the AI, AI. fun stuff mm-hmm. that we saw in, in the fall, um, and then maybe some, uh, hopefully some, some new tablet announcements. That's the CM30's issue is gonna like you got to get out before these MT8188 tablets yeah, start and, showing up and be cheap. <laughs> yeah, and, and be uh, cheap. That, so that's the way you're gonna make it work. If not, this thing is just gonna. Yeah pile up on shelves yeah which i don't want i don't know that so so hopefully they, they've got they their made great improvements over their mm-hmm. first one they, they really did they make great improvements yeah. um I, I feel like it's almost as much of an improvement as the duet to the duet three like it's this I, yeah i think a so whole yeah. battery mm-hmm. of improvements like it's well done that way i just the processor choice is it's yeah, yeah. unless it's again unless I mean, it's, as long as it's I affordable i don't know how much I don't know how much more expensive that 828 
or the because they do an 820 and an 828 right no it's a 520 oh you're talking about the chip yeah you got the 820 and the 828 the 820 is in the uh so you had the detachable cm3 you've now got the right after they released the clan or the the convertible cm3 asus did a year and a half ago or whatever and it was on sale like all during christmas and stuff for 229 bucks so i got it out and was using it and i was like I mean, that, the A28 was such a great chip that just was like, hey, great battery life and very adequate performance. Like, it's not a monster, but it was very good performance. And I, I don't know. I, I just, we don't know enough about manufacturing I, to yeah, understand I've, why it is I'm, that companies choose some of these things. I'm like, right. why did that one not make it into a bunch of tablets? I don't. That one would have been a good fit for this CM30. Be, it won't be as, as stout as the, uh, the 8188. You know, it's going to be closer uh in proximity to like the the um 1200 so the companion 1200 is in that one device the the hp uh convertible it's a step below that that chip is just a regular clock version of the chip that's in the spin 513 Mm -hmm. uh that that one has the companion 1380 which is just an overclocked version of the 1200 uh so the 8188 is going to be the same the same cores a little bit different configuration. So the, the 1200 and the 1380 both come with four big cores, four small cores. Same cores, the 8188 is just going to be two big cores, six small cores. Better battery life, maybe a little bit less performance under big load yeah. um, because that's what the big cores do. Um, but on a tablet, again, Efficient, yeah. It, it, yeah. it's it, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I really, I, I, I think it's going to be just such a great middle ground because I think the 828 would be great middle ground for a tablet. This is definitely going to be faster than that. I'm like, so this is going to be this is going to be fantastic. Is that Geralt? Like, Geralt, yeah. yeah. Is the, Look is at the me code remembering name. code names. Do you remember the code name of the device that's Siri, actually coming? Yeah, Siri, Siri, C I R I. Both from The Witcher. Yeah, I don't watch or play that. I, I watched the I first season it. and it was fantastic. Was it? Yeah, very yeah. good. I've never played the game, but the Netflix. I've only seen the first Apparently season. it stuck pretty close, I think. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Really, really good. Um, okay. Well, just a couple other quick things uh, before we wrap up here. Uh, Asus, so non-Chromebook related here. Uh, well, we talked about the Samsung TVs. With di- oh, CES stuff. Yeah, yeah, CES stuff. Cool CES stuff. So hot takes. The hot take here. The what have you <laughs> Samsung, seen like? Samsung has a see-through TV. LG has them too. For when you want to see through your TV. So LG's has a, uh, <laughs> it, it, a built-in slider on the back that comes up and puts a black back on it, you know, so it just goes back to being a TV. I, I was showing Trisha these, and I was like, I don't know. Why would anybody want this? I don't know. What's the point of this? Where where would you put it that you want to see through it? Now I guess here, that's my thing. Like Here's the thing. TVs I, are on the wall. I would have thought so, that the first <laughs> showings of something like this would just be more like displays. So... Here's a see-through OLED display. That makes maybe a little sense. So in a swanky restaurant, right. imagine a swanky restaurant has like the wall that divides your lobby from your thing that's got, you know, the full size. It's, you know, two, three foot tall screen. You see right through it, but it's got fish, you know, so it looks like an aquarium, something like that. Swanky and cool. Like I could see it being used in storefront signs yeah, and yeah, yeah. all sorts of that kind of commercial but thing. But in your house? But these what are, are you, televisions. Yeah, this, this is a, a TV. I don't get it. I don't get I, I haven't looked into it that much. I'm going to be perfectly honest. You don't need to. It's but, a see-through <laughs> But I don't what, get it. What point would there what be? What else is there here? So let, let's think through televisions. <laughs> this isn't a hot take at all. It's on the wall. Guess what's behind it on the wall? The wall. Or but cables. What's, no, what's between? A mount. A, yeah, a big metal mount. <laughs> yeah. so is that what you want to look at? It's so weird. That makes no sense to yeah. me. It, and even if it's on a, even if it's on like a little console table or whatever, it have to be out in the middle of your room, right? And I, even then, it doesn't make any sense because now you see all the crap that's everything else on your wall behind it. Like, yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Is it cool tech? Absolutely. I and do it, not understand the application. No, not not, not for consumers. No. Like, again, if it was just like, hey, this is this display thing that we have created, it's kind of like the Samsung wall. You know, they didn't put that in people's living rooms and say, look, it's a wall. No, this, this is, is clearly meant for like commercial or big, big venue type things. It's one by one foot pieces you can put together and make a screen however big you want it. Yeah. Which is amazing, by the way. I think it's awesome tech. Um, I saw, uh, speaking of Samsung, they have, so you know, they have the uh, frame. 
TVs mm-hmm. that look like they, they look, look like great. picture frames. My brother has one. It's awesome. Oh, he's got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice. They're really cool. Well, they, now they have frame speakers. Oh, so they're square. I saw. I saw. I saw. Yeah, I saw. And I saw you that. You buy the different thing to put on the front, and it, you like album art or whatever. So you put these things on a shelf with your records or whatever. And it looks like you framed an, uh, a record. But apparently they have excellent speakers inside, and so now you've got a, a hit, completely hidden speaker. But they can be paired up; they can be used as, you know, your surround sound system and all that stuff. That if is, you want to do it, yeah. So if I did see some cover that the, that's really cool. You know, if you got all kinds of money and you really care that much about what your TV and speakers looks like, you know, if you're gonna hide it for shame, you know, I don't want anybody to know that I've actually got a TV. But God, God forbid. No. To no. quote Joey from Friends, no, no TV. What do you point all your furniture at? Yeah, right. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, it's a good point. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a, that was a fun one. Um, the Asus uh, duo yeah. that you sent to me. I still haven't watched that's, that video, but that's I think my favorite thing that I saw. Um, Dave Two D did a great video on it, uh, but everyone has done a video on it for good reason. Um, you know, companies trying to get into two display laptops is a has been a thing since last year. Lenovo kind of dove in with that um i actually know somebody um close to me that bought that dual display uh he was like i gotta show you this thing he opened it up i'm like yeah i saw that at ces last year when it first came out um but if you know anything about that one uh lenovo's i think it's a yoga something um you know it comes with the keyboard that magnetizes on when you need it and or you can put it out in front and use the the case to become like a stand but it's like you you have to carry a whole little pack of accessories yeah. with it. It's not like I'm going to reach in my bag, grab my laptop out and do something like it's like, no, nah, let me get all my stuff out. I'll be with you in a moment. I need to set my whole thing up here. Give me just, um, give me just a minute. Give, just yeah. a minute. <laughs> Cause you're not going to do it with two screens. Like, I mean, you could, but you don't really want to do that. You want to get the keyboard out. What's well, in the case. Well, I'd like to use like the two screens, like dual screen. Okay. Well now you need the, the, the other thing and then origami it into a stand and then put this like, cool but also not realistic at all so asus has gone a very different route in solving this and dave even said in the video he's like this is so useful and easy to use and simple to set up that i could honestly see a a future where most laptops do this like this becomes a normal thing for laptops it's like that's that's saying something that's if a dual screen laptop became a normal fair thing but, you know, he, I'm sure he's saying that from, I mean, think about Lenovo when they built the first yoga laptop. Yeah. Nobody else had done convertible laptops. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes convertible laptops now except Apple. I mean, everybody, they're all over the place. It's not nor, it's not abnormal at all to see a folding hinge laptop. And so, I mean, he could have something there. But the general premise here, it's two screens. Uh, it's not a convertible, so it won't fold around onto itself. Uh, it'll fold flat. Uh, ish but the the bottom screen can be covered completely so think framework you know like when the framework when you loosen those four screws that that whole keyboard thing doesn't just fly off like it's magnetized on there well that's what asus has done the whole keyboard trackpad upper just clicks into place even more smart smarter even more brilliant even more smarter. <laughs> even more smarterish. Even more brilliantly executed is the fact that this is a Bluetooth keyboard trackpad, but when it latches onto the the unit, it's it connects with pogo pins, so you don't have to worry about the whole pairing stuff. It's it's hardware on there, which is good. That's what you want. So when it's when it's connected, you open the thing up. It looks honestly. I, I guarantee you, if you went to the coffee shop and opened it up this way. 100 out of 100 people would not know that you had some sort of crazy-ass contraption. Like They would just be like, oh, laptop. Yeah. It's an AC that looks just like a laptop. So then you pull this whole keyboard assembly off and just pops right off. It's magnets. It's got a whole screen under there. As soon as you do it, obviously it knows it detached. It changes from a single display to a uh, like a continuous single display split over two screens, basically. Um, to which now... You, well, if you wanted to use two screens, you need something. You know, you need to put the thing up. It's a it's a laptop, so you need that bottom screen up off the. the I mean, technically, you'd use it down there, but nobody wants to stare yeah, down yeah, at yeah, the table, yeah. you know, to use a screen. You need the thing to come up. Well, that's you know, Lenovo's solution was the origami stand. Asus is like, let's just put a stand on the bottom, and a big like a metal stand. Like it's the hinges look really impressive, but it kind of folds up into itself, so it's out of the way when you don't need it. 
but you pull that hinge up and it's enough to hold this laptop up kind of like it would be in a laptop stand on your mm-hmm. desk where you know the bottom is kind of tilted up at like a 45 degree angle top screens above that and now your keyboard has become a bluetooth keyboard and mouse that sits down in front of it you have a dual screen setup on the go when you want it and then the the stands edges are beveled in such a way that you can turn the whole thing on its side 90 degrees and have two tall screens next to each other open it all the way up flat and you got two screens next to each other two i think it's 14 or 15 inch displays right next to each other standing in portrait mode with your keyboard in front of it that's I'm like, sick. That's, you, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That, uh, that works. And it's like got decent specs. I'm pretty sure there's a discrete GPU in it, um, you know, small fan ports and stuff on it. But like it's it's got some heft to it as far as performance. And it's 1500 bucks. Like you would think something like this, like this is outlandish. No, it's it'll be, be like $3,000. $2, <laughs> $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $1,500. Wow. So I'm like, I, they killed it with this. And everybody covered it. Like you can go look it up. The, anybody you want to have covered it that was a CS that does laptop stuff probably is talking about this thing. And it is, it's mesmerizing. Like there's a point I'm thinking about reaching out to ASUS and asking if they would send it to us. I'm like, look, we'll send it back in like two weeks or something. And you can put us on a strict timetable if that's what you need to do. But dreaming of it as a Chromebook, like and maybe Chrome just, OS could do all of it. Oh, it can do easy. It, everything that it's doing, Chrome OS already has the ability to do. Like it could do all of it. Like all you'd have to do is set the the switching on the inside that the keyboard gets removed, the screen becomes active and it's screen 2. Like it, Yeah. It does all of that. Yeah. Like there would be no need to figure out anything cuz you don't really want to span anything across both screens anyway. Like the way the hinge obviously has to be offset to accommodate for the keyboard cover to get in there. There's kind of a, it's not a gap between them, but I mean, it's metal and plastic and stuff, but you know, there, it's not like this seamless, you open it up and it's a, a folding display. That's not what it is. It's not even what it's trying to be. And I don't know that anybody would even want that. Like the screens are big enough. Imagine turning your MacBook on its side and having two of those screens. You're going to use them as dual displays. You don't want one big display. Um, that's cool. But like dreaming of a Chromebook yeah, with that's that. That's cool. Oh man. Yeah, I know, I know that's probably not on the roadmap anytime soon, but dang. Well, you know, we yeah. Uh, there you know. was remember there was the it was called Peabody. Yeah, it's Lenovo I, I, back when Lenovo took a big swing. I was gonna say if anybody's gonna do it, maybe maybe Lenovo, I think Lenovo will do it. Would we, do it. you know, we've we've we like I said earlier, maybe we're at that point where where you have enough consumer regular Chromebooks that some of these players get to throw something wild out there. Yeah. Yeah, do something like that. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah, because uh, you know the the Peabody thing that was the yoga. I remember the name uh, of it now. Yeah, eleven something. Mm-hmm. But it was like a eleven or twelve inch dual screen. You open it up. There's a hinge inside. It behaved like a tablet. But they didn't have. There was. I think there was a keyboard you could buy to click onto it or something. But I mean, they had haptics in the bottom half. You know, and it just was an on screen keyboard, and then it, or it's a dual screen tablet if you want it kind of thing. Uh, it. I don't know how the Windows version did. I don't think it did very well. But there was a Chromebook version we were tracking uh, 100%. So th- and this was three or four years ago. Yeah. So, so they've they, already dealt with what it would look like to do dual screens. and Yeah, it could be done. And the EC on Chromebooks is, is uh, the electronic controller is, is the, I think it's Zephyr now. Like it is so functional for all these kind of things. Like they, they could you write the, the code and make it handle a, a, a snap-on keyboard like it ces it's already there ces 2025 dual screen chromebook dual screen chromebook you heard it first right here yeah on happening. the chromecast or not. um so yeah, yeah that was a cool one um there's some tv stuff that i had seen nothing like that i remember oh the samsung has their oled t i think or something it's just, the just newest. another yeah there's uh the only other one that i saw was i think uh, man, I'm going to butcher it. I, uh, board at work did a video and it was a, like 140 inch, uh, mini LED. I can't remember if it was Samsung or LG. Micro LED? Or yeah. Mini? Or I think it's, I think it's mini LED. I don't know which one's which. I don't know. I think it's mini LED. Micro seems like it would be small. But it right? goes up to 140 inches. So it's like, you know, normally you'd have to get that sort of size. You'd have to have four tvs together and you could get ones that sure. you know there's displays that people, i mean think like, about it guys like i've got a 65 inch television in my living room which still feels pretty large like big a little bit big borderline like 
borderline silly. Like, yeah. I don't have a massive living room. I mean, we that's a 65 on the wall over there. And we're in a big room. This is a 20 by, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 20 by 28 room we're sitting <laughs> in right now. And that 65-inch TV on the wall looks plenty it big. It looks, yeah. It's big. It's a big TV. A 140-inch TV would be the equivalent of stacking four 70-inch yep. televisions together. Yep. Four together. <laughs> That's silly. Imagine four TVs, four of those TVs. Yeah, it's silly. That's like projector size. Now, CES, here's what we need. Somebody, anybody, someone, figure out how you can make a display like that that I can hit a golf ball at. Yeah, Exactly. That's that's absorb the golf ball. That's done. Yeah, and then you just put one of those up for your simulator. Exactly. That's never going to happen. That'll maybe. never happen. But maybe I can't well, find. I was trying to find we the did video a driver. It would go through. It would go straight through it. They're so getting. They're so thin now. They're like this big. It just goes straight through it. I was trying to find the video. I People can't. Like, I can't find it. But give me a break, bro. But yeah, there's 140 Flexi, inch. What, it's called flexible OLED. That's what it is. Yeah. Flow LED. Oh my gosh! All right, we're it's done. It's been here. too long. I think it's uh, one other one I did want to mention: the the uh, uh, Honda had a concept car that's like the um, it kind of looks like a little van. Did you see Kia's little vans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Kia had two had, of those, and they're meant for like public transit. Yeah, and, stuff, and so like, like this one, themselves. I think they, they call them the O series or something. Those look kind of interesting too. But oh, my one last thing: uh, Samsung did show off some new folding, just like personal size, like the little book size. Yeah, so the smaller but one. you'll you'll fold it out. Um, something that's kind of the size of like a paperback fold it open you know it's obviously nice and large there then the right side has a rolling display that then you can pull it out even farther like that looked really it basically is just concept things just showing off like we're getting really good at folding displays we're getting really good at rolling displays like I think we're not too far from seeing the first stab at a consumer rolling OLED display it's just they got to get it to where it's I mean like my my fold, it, it just feels like it's, I don't feel like it's dainty anymore. Like it doesn't feel brittle. Like I'm not worried about breaking it or anything like that. It just feels yeah. like yeah, normal fun. Is, it's yeah. fun. Like I feel like a rolling display, I'd be like, oh God, oh, there's boy. 18 things to break I'm here. Gonna but it was like that with that. folding phones. Yeah, you know, okay, first. yeah. We'll get there. Uh, and then you what get to it? basically a regular size phone that you can just grab the bottom and just stretch it out when you need to. What like, was the, that's pretty cool. What was the CES phone? One of the first foldings that we saw that was, oh it, my God. the screen was on the outside. Yeah, it was so terrible. That was so, de- ro- it was something, Royal something. Royal like something. Royal. I don't, it was I don't remember. So but that was so silly. I remember asking the guy, I was like, so what about just like getting it even just like in and out of your pocket and like scratching the outside screen? Is that screen pretty durable? And he was like, um, well, <laughs> No, no, soft. Not really. Actually, it's, it's like actually clay. it's actually very, very soft. Like you can super, scratch it with your fingernail. Oh, super, great. super conceptual. Yeah. And same thing. Uh, uh, was it Huawei? Yeah, the mm-hmm. Mate. Yeah, the very first. It Had, closed on the outside. Yeah, you know, so it, weird. It looked nice, glad, but it doesn't make any sense. Glad, glad we doesn't make glad sense. we moved on from that. Yeah. All right, folks. There you have it. There's CES and some things that we thought were kind of cool and some Chromebook stuff. We weren't there, but still wanted to fill you in. So we appreciate you all tuning in and listening. We'll oh, catch you. Yeah. AR stuff. Oh, yeah. It's also AR stuff. The next, next. Look up uh, AR stuff. Uh, X-Real something 2. It's the ne- newest version. Yeah. There's like eight of them. I want those. I want to get those in We're the We're going to get some and, yeah. and hopefully try them with a Chromebook. Yes. And also, we did the Golf. whole thing without talking about AI. Yeah. Boom. Right. There you go. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.